What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, players? This is the Talk of Champions franchise player. Always. Boss player. Forever. Welcome into Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the Old Miss Spirit on 3 and Inside the Rebels 247. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels 247. Coming to you after Ole Miss loses at Arkansas 42-27. to But it was way, way worse than that final score. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, yeah. I just, I, I, I still don't know what we watched. I thought this was going to be a highly competitive game. I thought Ole Miss would win it. This team was ill-prepared in every way you can shake it. Yes, there were some bad penalties called against Ole Miss early in the game, but this team was not prepared for what Arkansas had for it. Um, Now, it's up to you to draw your own conclusions as to why it wasn't prepared. But it wasn't prepared. Now they have four days to get ready for Mississippi State. Um, you know, Ben, we always said the back end of the schedule would be tough. But when you throw in some extenuating factors, such as a possible potential distraction with the Lane Kiffin to Auburn stuff, it gets really tough. And it was really tough tonight. Um, 35 to six at halftime, within a blink of an eye in the third quarter, it was over 42 to six. And um, to be honest with you, I think Sam Pittman kind of called the dogs off at the end. Uh, He was just kind of running clock and, you know, kind of playing base defense. And the Rebels scored some junk points, as you alluded to, to make it look closer than what it actually was. They had 723 yards of offense in 27 points, or 703 yards of offense. Have you ever heard of such a team accumulating that much offense and nope. losing? Nope. And, I mean, defensively, uh, you know, where do you start? Everywhere. Everywhere. It was embarrassing. I mean, Sam Pittman was asked by the SEC Network what they were doing, and effectively he just admitted they were running the same play over and over and over. He said, you know, he saw it all week. It was easy. If Ole Miss played their base defense, they were going to put more men in the box than the Rebels, block them up, and run the football. And that's what happened. At least to my untrained naked eye, that's what happened to them. Was not a good night for Chris Partridge. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, you knew coming in KJ Jefferson being healthy and Ole Miss all year struggling with mobile quarterbacks that it was going to be a bad matchup. Yeah. But for the opposing coach live on television mid game to say, we're running the same thing over and over again. That's what he said at halftime. I heard him. That's inexcusable. It just is. And, yes, here's the deal. The lane to Auburn stuff is real. We all know that. And it's it's perfectly within his right to not say anything, to just be silent about it. He can do that, but you have to understand that if you do do that, 
You go lay an egg like they did uh, tonight in Fayetteville, you open yourself up to criticism that is perfectly fair. And the questions well, that are perfectly fair, like if your team was distracted. And I don't even think it's criticism. It's just what I, it I, is. I'll tell you this. I mean, I, I, I like Lane Kiffin. I think Lane Kiffin needs to stay at Ole Miss. But I'm not Lane Kiffin. I can't make him stay at Ole Miss. Uh, but it's not really criticism. It's analytics, Ben. We're analyzing this stuff. And, I mean, you can't just bury your head in the sand and and not talk about it. You have to talk about it. People pay us to talk about it. So, you know, we have to. You know, I had a poster on my board go, yeah, well, you threw a wet blanket on everything today, blah, blah, blah. If you actually think anything I say or do can affect how the Rebels play, you are crazy. And – that's I wish you I did have that kind of control because, man, Ole Miss would win every game. Every game. Every <laughs> game. But, you know. Well, the, uh, deal, but, the but, deal is this. The deal is this. The deal is this. These fans have been asked by Lane Kippen to give everything, to have a full buy-in. After that Tulsa game, when the attendance was so bad, and he very publicly called out Ole Miss on social media to this day, a national narrative and online narrative has been formed that Ole Miss has bad attendance. It's a problem nationally. Look at Texas A&M today. All right. Well, look it at happens. State. Yeah, it happens both. everywhere. It happens everywhere. Uh, but Lane made a big deal out of it, which he should because he's the caretaker of a program that he needs fans in the stands. He needs full buy-in. But when you ask for that and you're given that, I don't think it's all that unrealistic or unreasonable of an ask for fans to want Lane Kiffin have Ole Miss beat a pretty bad Arkansas team or at least be competitive. They weren't competitive. They were lifeless. And when they're lifeless like that, with everything that they kind of dealt with, did the fans all week in regards to the rumors and noise coming out of the planes, this is now what you open yourself up to. You can't ask for full buy and ask for everything and not return the favor. And that's kind of what I wrote about. I cut it off and it was 14 to six and wrote a comic pretty much saying that. Laying it out a little bit more objectively or more uh, detailed than that. But that's what it comes down to. I mean, he's been given everything, and then you go lay that egg at Arkansas. Well, now the tone and tenor of the entire situation has changed. Because then, reasonable, reasonably enough, Ole Miss fans are going, oh, well, is this team checked out? And honestly, I don't have an answer for them. I don't know. Because they well, looked that way. Yeah, they were checked out tonight. Yeah, they were checked out. You know, and you can attribute, I suppose, some of this to a quote-unquote Alabama hangover. It was all pretty predictable. Oh. I mean, all of it. They were ripe for a letdown after that game. Um, all the Lane Kiffin rumor stuff this week. Ole Miss historically is terrible in Fayetteville. K.J. Jefferson, of course, gets healthy this week, and Ole Miss is terrible against mobile quarterbacks. It was freezing. It was at night. It was all pretty predictable. I thought it was going to be competitive. Honestly, I, I did my uh, pick this week in Spirits Pick, and typically what I do is email it to Jake, and he puts all, my, puts all of our predictions together and puts it up. I called him, and I said, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to let you just kind of transcribe this. I think they're going to lose. I don't know why. It just feels like one of those kind of games. But I'm going to pick Ole Miss to win, but it's going to be closer than expected. And then all the money is on one side, like 88% of the money is on Ole Miss. And the line goes from Ole Miss, you know, minus two and a half to even by kickoff. Yeah. So all those things are true, but it still comes back to this. If that was going to happen, or if you're or if you knew this was going to be a challenging week for your team coming off of all those things, dealing with all those things, and that's the product you put out put out there, you open yourself up to being rightfully criticized, especially when you keep silent all week. I say analyzed. I mean, you know, we have to. Look at this situation. As you said, as I've said, I think everybody said the Auburn stuff is real. Okay, this is not just smoke. This is not one side wanting the other and the other not being interested. There's interest in both parties. Um, you know, and I go back to the fact that, uh, you know, Ole Miss leaked out to friendly media. We're all friendly media, but 
they leaked, leaked out to Richard Cross on, on Wednesday that they had provided Lane with a healthy contract extension. Why? Why would you leak that? You, you're showing that you're doing everything you can to keep him. That's Just exactly like their tweet right. before the game. That's exactly right. And, 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 you know, what we're all waiting for is the announcement that Lane Kiffin has signed his contract extension. And we don't have that right now. I don't know that we will get that, but that's where we're at. And, and, and we've got one game left to play five days from tonight. And then the rubber hits the road, right? Something's and he could have happen. ended all that speculation. He could have ended it all. He could end it today. He could have ended it in his post game. Instead, when he was asked about Auburn, he said he loves it at Ole Miss, and they don't talk about those things, which, okay, that's fine. But also understand you can't ask for the world and expect not to have to be given back anything. You know, yeah, and when, when Lane says they don't talk about those things, Lane doesn't talk about those things. Yeah, he could if he wanted to. I promise you, the kids in the locker room are talking about that. They're aware of it. They know about it. They're talking about it. So, you know, when he says they aren't talking about it, Lane's not talking about it. Well, Do which way think, are you leaning right now? Man, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just I don't, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and if you don't think his assistant coaches aren't talking about it, look, if he goes, they don't know he's going to take them with him. And unless your name's Derek Nix, the new guy coming in is probably not going to keep you around. He's got Derek his Nix. own. Derek Nix is the oldest zombie of coaches. He has survived. Houston Nutt, Hugh Freeze. Good old. Uh, Good work if you can get it, you know. Giffen, 15 years. I mean, there needs to be a Derek Nick statue. Um, <laughs> At least name like one of the team meeting rooms after him. Something. Absolutely. He's been here forever. Uh, and we love him. He's a great guy. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, look, you have a wife and a family. If there's something about to happen with your job that may require you to sell your home and move somewhere to parts unknown. Y'all are talking about it. I mean, that's, that's all I'm saying. I will so say anybody have, that has like this, a little bit egregious, if not ridiculous confidence saying stuff like, Oh, I've never been more confident that Lake Kiffin's you don't know shit. You don't know. No, Nobody because, knows. You know sure. Lane Kiffin isn't telling anybody anything. Maybe Chris Lane, Lowe a little bit. Lane is the first coach, head coach here at Ole Miss, and I've covered them all the way back to Houston Nutt, and you have too, that he doesn't pick up the phone and call boosters and discuss things with. He probably rarely answers the phone when boosters call him. He has always kept that wall up. So, you know, people speaking with a great deal of confidence that he signed his Ole Miss deal and he's staying here or that he's trucking out of here after Thursday, you better take it with a grain of salt because Kiffin's talking to Jimmy Sexton and the significant others in his life. That's who he's talking to. If he leaves, it won't be because of something Ole Miss didn't do. Ole Miss has done everything it can conceivably do to keep Lane Kiffin. Absolutely. And, which is great because it's not like Ole Miss has always done that historically. They haven't. I mean, Tommy Tuberville will ask for uh, facilities improvements. You know, the whole Pine Box, notorious Pine Box yeah. comment. It was all about facilities, and Pete Boone couldn't commit to that, so he left and went to Auburn. Um, but Lane Kiffin's been given everything, right? And Tommy Tuberville talked about the Pine Box. Lane Kiffin spoke about in a, in a really rare moment of self-reflection earlier in the year how he needed Ole Miss more than Ole Miss needed him. Well, that's yeah. great, and that's awesome, and that's to be celebrated. No matter what happens, whether he goes or stays, everything he's done to this point deserves to be celebrated because Ole Miss was aimless without an identity. But the problem is that you asked for everything 
Ole Miss did what it has historically not done and provided everything within its power, and yet it's still not good enough if you don't come out and say things publicly, which, again, is fine as long as you're winning. Yeah. Because this is the third consecutive season now when Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss fans have had to deal with Lane Kiffin rumors and every coaching job comes open and Lane Kiffin pops up as the number one candidate on the board. And a lot of that is self-inflicted from Lane. He wanted Auburn two years ago, and Auburn didn't even show any kind of interest in him. He didn't get a sniff from LSU last year. Florida didn't really consider him. Now he's actually getting the attention that he's honestly, if we're all being real with each other, just speaking frankly, that he has sought every single year he can at Ole Miss. He's got he's now getting that attention from what he might think is a better opportunity, a step up in opportunity. Yeah, and that's that's and the reward the, for that in dealing with that misery is Ole Miss loses what 42 to 27. I cut it off on this 42 to 6. That's just yeah. that's not okay. That, it's not that's part of I think what crawls under you as an Ole Miss fan is that you know. Auburn, Ole Miss doesn't have to let Auburn outbid them in terms of how much they're going to pay Lane Kiffin. And I'm not so sure Keith Carter and Dr. Boyce will allow that to happen. But I believe it's the NIL. And, and, and you know, that's where we kind of get into, you know, some, some kind of dark territory, obviously. But if it's just NIL, Ole Miss has answered the call. Listen, though, Ben, here's the problem. And here, I think, is how Lane's looking at it. All right. You've, you've answered the call for, for one recruiting class. The sustainability. It's sustainability. I mean, it's, it's year two, three, four, five, six. Is it going to be there every year? You know, that's, that's the issue. And people have responded well. The Grove Collective now over 4,000 members. But... You know, you got to do that every year. Every but season. You got to give Ole Miss a chance to do it every year. They've never but, been asked to do it every year. This is new for everybody at Ole Miss. I agree. And it's new for everybody at Auburn. But unfortunately, and I don't know what Auburn's NIL pool is. I have no idea. But to read Ole Miss what is they at least do. now in the same ballpark as them because that number that was floated has already been proven incorrect. That like $17 million. No, it's like seven. Ole Miss is north of six. So the question is sustainability. Sustainability. But you got to give Ole Miss a chance to provide sustainability. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't have to. I'm he interested to see with that result, 42 to 27, when really it was like 42 to six. It was an ass kicking. It was an ass kicking. Yes, it was. I'll be interested to see how this changes attitudes this week. Ole Miss and it's going to be a short, short week. Uh, so Ole Miss is five and a half early favorites against Mississippi State at home Thanksgiving night. Yeah, they should be. I guess even even with tonight, they should be. But you know, I I mean, this is going to sound cliche, but you got to see which Ole Miss team shows up. They the one that played Bama to the David. they have not. And, and it looks worse after today. I mean, it, it truly does because – The best wins Vandy. But, man, I mean – Vandy beat Kentucky today. It's not Kentucky. No, no, Vandy beat Kentucky last week. Vandy beat Florida today. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, but uh, same difference. But – the best win, yeah, would be would still be Kentucky at six and five. Holy smoke. Maybe Troy. I'm not trying to pile on. I love Lane Kiffin, and I don't think there's any coach they could have hired back a couple years ago, three years ago. Mike Norvell, Eli Drinkwich, Billy Napier, that could have replicated what Lane Kiffin has done. Oh, Completely transformed Ole Miss as a brand and its operations most importantly in recruiting and his approach to the transfer portal. I want Lane Kiffin to stay here for as long as he wants to be here. But also he went 10 and two last year without beating a team that finished the year ranked and Ole Miss is eight and three right now and won't have a win versus a team that will finish the year ranked. 
and he's yeah. getting paid now, or at least the new Ole Miss offer on the table, he's getting paid top 10 money. These are the results that got Gus Malzahn fired at Auburn. Well, uh, I'll, I'll say a couple things to that. Number one is Lane Kiffin didn't make this schedule out, okay? He did not know how good or bad Georgia Tech or Tulsa or Troy was going to be. Sure. No idea. Sure. Okay, so that is not of his fault. He did not know how bad his SEC schedule was going to be on the front end. Not his fault. Um, and I would take you back to the Sugar Bowl last year. And at the end of that Sugar Bowl, with everybody you knew that was leaving the program to go to the NFL or to transfer, to think that this team's 8-3 and three going into its last game, that would have been a stretch back in January. Also, now, an objectively great job no matter what. Eight wins at Ole Miss is not something that has been all that, you know, a recurring thing without Ole Miss having to drop back down to crap for a little while. That's so right. they won eight games, one left, they can win nine, go to the cap one ball, whatever it might be. That's great. That's great. But Ole Miss fans were more than happy and willing to overlook some of those, like, obvious red flags. Well, the schedule's kind of shit. Who have they really beaten? The breaks that they've gotten, that he's gotten, because they want to celebrate Lane Kiffin. And he deserves to be celebrated for what he's accomplished at Ole Miss. But now you're in a place where you've kind of dragged them through the mud with your complicity and being silent. That's all I'm getting at. So now that they now they can more than reasonably look at the totality of your work and determine whether or not this relationship isn't more one-sided than it already was. Do you realize we've lost three of the last four games now? Hmm. Three of our last four. Just say Lane Kiffin walked to the podium tonight and he answered the question about Auburn, other than we don't talk about that. What would he have said, Ben? I'm thinking about it. Because Ole Miss has given everything it can. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels. Let's be friends. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. 
I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Look, Ole Miss is in a great spot. If he were to leave, it would be a shitty reset, but also it's better foundationally to where they, they wouldn't have to have like a catastrophic reset. They, they could bounce back pretty quickly. Everything is in place, unlike it ever been before. I mean, if Ole Miss could pay $9.5 million a year for a coach, it can get pretty much anybody within reason that it wants to. So the idea I, I that- agree. Like we said last week, the bones are better now, the bones of the program. But there, there's so much crap to deal with now when your coach leaves because players can leave as well. Yeah. And, and you don't know who's going to stay, who's going to go, and you don't know how well this next hire, if it comes to that, is going to execute the transfer portal. My bet would be not as good as Lane Kiffin did, um, you know, when you're trying to reload a roster. So it really makes you contemplate things. The easiest way to get through all of this is beat the hell out of Mississippi State Thursday and Lane stand up and go, I'm staying at the University of Mississippi. I'm going to be Ole Miss's head coach next year. But if you're not going to do that, that's okay. At least be – well, at least fulfill the basic requirement. Go be competitive yep, against Arkansas that's worse than you. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you there. But you can't say – I'm interested because, you know, you, you've got to look at 120 players every day. You got to look at, you know, 10 on the field coaches every day with 10 on the field families every day and all kind of support staff and their families. And they're all looking for opportunities elsewhere too. They're yeah, all looking they for the best opportunities. What college football has become is big business and a, a business full of mercenaries. Well, I mean, everybody. Yeah. You know what I told you earlier this morning? I mean, yeah, everybody's looking to take a step up. That's it. That's, and that's the fans are the ones that are getting left behind or having to deal with the uh, ramifications of those actions. At the end of the day, he's a multimillionaire that everybody wants to co see Coach Ole Miss football for as long as humanly possible. Um, but that, that relationship, that one-sided relationship, can't be so lopsided in, in his favor, especially when you put them through this kind of stuff and demand everything from them and they give it to you. All right, scale from one to 10, is Lane staying or is he leaving? Give me your give me your number that he might be out the door. So one, he's staying and 10, he's leaving? One, he's staying, 10, he's leaving. Four and a half, he's leaving. Like I'm, four, like I'm leaning more toward he's staying still. I'm still at four and a half. Okay. I was Fair more enough. six and a half a couple days ago. Where are you? I'm at a six. That's about right. <laughs> uh, 
There's a point and a half difference there, Ben. It's a very important point and a half. Uh, it is. Uh, you know, I, I don't maybe know. What I'm also being that. being a little naive. Maybe I'm also being a little optimistic. Uh, look, I've been around Ole Miss. You have too, our entire lives, and we've never seen Ole Miss commit in this way, like collectively commit in this way, right? No, this is no. uncharted territory. So it, it's there. If you depending on who you talk to, some are like, "Oh yeah, he's gone." Others are like, "Oh no, this is an nil ploy from the get go." All right, so you just share what you know. The general feel of it is Ole Miss has done everything it can do. So maybe I'm being so naive as to think that Ole Miss has never done this before and it's finally doing something it's never done before. Why would a coach want to leave? Well, maybe Lane Kiffin just wants to go to Auburn. But it will not be because Ole Miss didn't do something. That's what I'm getting at. And, and when Ole Miss has done everything and then you lose like that to Arkansas, you've got to understand what's coming your way. You've got to know. If you don't know that that's coming your way, then I kind of question if, uh, if you're as smart as I thought you were. I mean, he's not dumb. Everything he says, we've said this countless times, everything he says, everything he does has purpose. He knows exactly yeah. what he's doing and what he's saying. It has meaning. It's toward a bigger end game. You know, though, tonight, looking at him on the sidelines, for the first time, I, I felt like he felt he didn't have control of everything. Um, for the first time I can ever recall, he just looked different. Well, tonight. it looked miserable. I mean, I don't I don't want to read into body language. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that that team lost terribly to a bad Arkansas team. On in the same week that an already jaded fan base was preparing itself to get its heart ripped out again by the person they've given everything to. And I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Again, I'm trending toward he's still staying. Like, that's the latest information sourcing I got. And I could be completely wrong, completely reading the tea leaves wrong. I don't know for sure. I do know that losing to Arkansas in that fashion is inexcusable. And for a, a coach who has been completely infallible, a figure who has been completely infallible, um, for Ole Miss fans, they have every right to be pissed off today. Every right. Does this game tonight at all affect how Auburn looks at Lane? I don't know. There's not a good pool of candidates. Obvious guys ready to step up. Or if you're looking at Auburn, the ones that would excite their fan base. Heck, I bet you Auburn fans were watching that giddy thinking, oh, see, he's checked out, he's coming to Auburn. They don't know. They don't know. Every single one of those Auburn insiders, and I'm friends with a lot of them. I'll have a lot of respect for a lot of them. They don't know either. Just as I'm thinking, oh, well, sourcing is feeling pretty bullish about Lane Kiffin staying at Ole Miss. They're thinking, well, sourcing is like sold that Auburn is going to pick up Lane Kiffin, going to scoop him, steal him away from Ole Miss. Well, here's the thing about that. Auburn always thinks it's going to land its man. It yeah, always it, will view, it, it, view it, it itself as better than Ole Miss. You know, it always what, is. That's what really – Something that really sticks in Ole Miss people's craw. Mine too. I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's just Ole Miss. That's how they look at it. And, um, you know, it really ticks me off because, you know, a, a lot of those people probably have never stepped foot on the campus at the University of Mississippi. And, um, you know, they don't know the people. And look, I've said it before, everybody in the SEC is rich now, everybody. If Vanderbilt wanted to go out and pay $12 million for a coach, they could. Hey, By if the way, did have to find a coach, would you put Clark Lay on your hot board? Man, I'll tell you what. He, uh, no, and here's why. Because Ole Miss knows offense generates excitement. Clark Lee is a defensive coach. Um, no. Would you put I Jeff Levy on your hot list? Hot board? Only because of the association here. I, I think I think Ole Miss would know if they hired Levy as a head coach and Venables got canned at Oklahoma and Levy had had success here, he would be out the door and gone. Um, I think that so, shit's kind of sailed anyway. I do too. I, I do too. But yeah, he would be on there. 
just because, I mean, just because if he had not screwed the pooch at the sugar bowl and, you know, tampered with our quarterback recruiting and all that good stuff, maybe he would be viewed more favorably, but not now. I don't think so. And as far as Hugh Freeze goes, oh. would he be on that board? Yeah. Is he coming back? No, they're not going to hire him back. <laughs> the best case scenario for everybody, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, Ole Miss fans, players, yeah. is for Lane Kiffin to beat Mississippi, lead Ole Miss to a win over Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. I think it would be the third or fourth straight. And then sign a new contract extension. And you know what? You bring back Jackson Dart and Quinshawn and, and the bones of this roster that are so good. And you compete for a title next year. And if you win 10 games, if you make it to the playoff next year, buddy, I know you want to go to the NFL. I know that you covet the Alabama job. If any of those come open and you've led Ole Miss to the playoff, they will tip their hat to you, say, have a great life. Thank you for what you did done for Ole Miss, what you did in elevating Ole Miss. It'll be like when Cleveland fans celebrated LeBron James for leaving and going and being a Los Angeles Laker after demonizing for going to Miami, but he came back and he won a title. He left. They don't care that he's a Laker now. Ole Miss fans won't care where the next stop is, but it can't be Auburn. It can't be Auburn. Because if it's Auburn, and I don't think it's going to be, it could be. It's very real. It's very, very real. It's far more real than any other possibility the last two years. This is real. Both sides are interested in each other. But I still think, maybe I'm being naive, that a new Ole Miss will win out. And um, all the things he said and the growth he's claimed to have made at Ole Miss, all that stuff, will play in, the, the family ties, the relationships. And he stays. Yeah, and he has genuinely grown as a human being here. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. It's been the perfect uh, marriage of coach and school. But you cannot put your fan base through that for a week and then go lose like that at Arkansas. If you, you beat you Arkansas, a lot's forgiven when you're winning. That you know, there's everything's forgiven when you're winning. Everything. All we all we've heard is that Lane Kiffin is Auburn's number one target. Whether Auburn hires Lane Kiffin or not, they're going to claim they got their man, the number one guy, the whole time. That's always how it goes. Okay. Uh, when Lane Kiffin came here three years ago, he was offered the Arkansas job. I promise you. Oh, yeah. And he, he chose Ole Miss over Arkansas. He did. And Arkansas immediately started. Sam Pittman was always our guy. Guy number one. Horse crap. But that's the same way this will go down at Auburn, okay? So while Ben and I are sitting here telling you, we've been telling you for two weeks now that this is real. If they don't hire Lane Kiffin, whoever they hire, they're going to tell you he was target number one. That's just how, how this stuff works. And now oh. because of the loss at Arkansas in the week that was, Lane Kiffin, if he stays, will have to do some damage control with his fan base that has completely bought into him and worshipped him like a cult hero. Well, that all starts Thursday night by winning the Egg Bowl. What's your early score prediction? Man, come on. Golly. Oh, no. Uh, I was trying to think of it because usually what we do when we do post-game shows is hand out helmet stickers and who won the week and all that kind of stuff. There's no point to that today. It's all yeah, about Quin Lane Kiffin. Quinshawn Judkins gets all my helmet stickers. All the helmet stickers. Quinshawn Judkins, he's great. Um, You know, obviously State can score points, and I – Certainly think they can score points against the Ole Miss defense we watched tonight. Um, you know, I think this is going to be relatively high scoring. Back-to-back um, -back -back games of less than 30 points offensively for Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. You've got to stop picking Ole Miss to win games, you know, 38 to 23. They're not scoring that many points. Well, less than 27 points in their last three losses. 27 tonight was the high mark. 20 against LSU. And, and that was in garbage time. Yeah, 24 against Alabama. So um, the state game, yeah, I, I think it is going to be high scoring. Uh, I, You know, 38-35, it's going to be close. I believe it is.
maybe it's just because that game was so bad, but the sense of dread I had in my stomach for Arkansas has only gotten worse. Yep. Like yep. The, the, the nightmare disaster scenario is now that you've lost like that to Arkansas to lose to your in-state rival at your home, home spot on Thanksgiving night and then turn around and take the Auburn job. Yeah. Yeah, that would uh, – Talk about uh, completely ruining any and all goodwill you'd built. I mean, completely changing the story about yourself over three years at Ole Miss. Yeah, that would sting. That would There's no bad. doubt about it. It's I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that happen to Ole Miss fans, to happen to Lane Kiffin. It's just been such a good story and such a good partnership, and it's unfortunate that it's kind of descended. And a lot of it is not Lane Kiffin's fault um, because you can't control – what people write and say constantly, especially people like us that have to do this every single day for a living. Well, yes, you can. You can step up to the podium and and answer the question. Yeah, but you can't give up your leverage though. If it was a if it was really an NIL ploy, then you can't forfeit your leverage or your position of strength just to appease people who might be getting their feelings hurt. Yeah, but if it's well, really you're keeping silent because you're considering it, that's a different issue altogether. No, I I don't think he puts the Ole Miss fan base through this agony as part of any kind of ploy. So you think I he's think, legitimately trying to torn? I think you're, you're overthinking things. Um, well, Ole just did get his ass kicked in Fayetteville again, David. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm overthinking a lot tonight. Yeah, well, I get it. But, but you know, no, you've said it yourself. This is real. Now now we're, we're going to see how things play out. Uh I think Auburn is going to hire a coach, probably leak it out Friday and officially announce it Saturday prior to the Iron Bowl. That's what I think. That's totally an Auburn's realm. Doesn't mean anything about Lane Kiffin, but John Cohen's been on the job over there a couple of weeks. They are not going to drag this out. They can't. The transfer portal period opens up December 5th. They've got to have a head coach in place. Um, that's that's just my prediction. But I think they want the CBS commentators during the Iron Bowl to be talking about their new head coach. Here's everything Lane Kiffin had to say after Ole Miss has lost to Arkansas before we get out of here. Discouraging, obviously, um, to come up here, uh, go out on the line, potentially get to nine wins and try to get to ten. sound crazy because the score you know what happened it didn't feel like we were like came out flat um now we didn't play well but you know we were moving the ball we just played really poor in the red zone you know two touchdown passes um, called back and we didn't tackle very well so um you know it's the usual stat line but just shows you the value of turnovers. You don't have 700 yards of offense and rush for 463 yards in the game and lose by two scores. Just reminds you the value of turnovers, three to nothing in the turnover margin. So I give those guys credit. Senior night, they played really hard, um, ran the ball really well. seven to carry their seven eight to carry so you know unusual sec numbers so i give them a lot of credit we kind of reverted back on defense unfortunately um after playing decent last week and doing some good things against alabama very shoes showed again of not playing the ball outside down the field and then inability to stop the run so i uh, don't like the penalties Critical penalties, obviously. Fourth night touchdown, another touchdown. You know, which is that game? If you got those two touchdowns, obviously, the game is very different. So, um, it's extra penalty on defense on a third down stop and notice. So, very discouraging this late in the year to have some discipline issues like that, decision making issues like that. Questions? 
getting off to the kind of start you guys got off to, and was there any part of you that felt this team was distracted at all by all the stuff that was out there this week? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of analytics about me. I'm a hangovers. Ask LSU that came in here last week. You know, whatever, scored 13 points against these guys. So, um, you know, maybe there was some of that. I think really we didn't play well on defense, obviously, and we did play well on offense in a lot of areas. We didn't finish drives and had three turnovers. But, you know, there were some good takes doing a lot of good things as well, too, to get 700 yards in the SEC game. I mean, it sounds weird to even say rushing for 460 yards and losing, losing the game. But values of turnovers and, you know, not stopping on the so. Talked about the penalties in that first quarter. Uh, how much did that kind of just affect what y'all were wanting to do or get y'all out of whatever kind of rhythm or plan y'all had to start the game? Yeah, you know, penalties, <clears throat> you know, I guess it covered us. Penalties are going to happen where, you know, you make bad decisions and it doesn't matter because the ball is incomplete, you know, or whatever. You know, it's, it's really crushing when we get what they called holding on the first touchdown pass, which I tried to ask, I don't understand, I could be holding because they said it, it was after the play that, you know, he finished the guy. So I'm really holding him. But, um, you know, then we get another holding on another touchdown pass. So obviously, critical penalties to take 14 points off the board. So, you know, like I told him, there's a recipe to not win. That's minus three in the turnover margin when you're not going to win most of the time, and it just shows you you can have all these yards and all this stuff and still not win because you're minus three. Talk about the defense reverting a little bit. Just what did you see out of them in practice this week? Did you see anything that may have given you kind of a hint that that might happen? No. I was worried because these guys are a top ten rushing team in the country. I don't think they're right behind us in the SEC in rushing. So, I mean, after today, outside of Navy and Army, we'll probably be one and two in the country in Russia. So, you know, that's they do a great job. And with the quarterback back, they're even more difficult because he's hard to bring down. Um, so, you know, Sanders had a great game. You know, 32 rushing. And, again, how many SEC games have you covered with three running backs of over 200 yards in a game? Athletics at that betting very high, maybe never. So very unusual. Coach, you just touched on it a little bit, but what did you make of the performances of KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders? Um, great. Uh, you know, he, I'm not saying they arrested him. He was hurt, so it was certainly good for him to take a week off. You know, because it sounded like he'd been banged up and not practicing much, even in the game leading up to Liberty. And, very healthy in that game, so uh, you know they got him back healthy, and, and he's a load. And did a good job, and did a good job of giving his receivers chances in the red zone. And three different times the ball's up there, and we don't make plays, and they do. They got tall, long receivers, you know. Um, so you know, we lost again down here, a little bit different game than last time, different feeling in here about how it did. But again, both games were turnovers. We had seven then. Um, can't do that. What was your message in there with just kind of how this, the rest of this week and schedule goes, a quick turnaround? Yeah, I mean, you don't have any time to sit around and pout and feel bad for yourself because you got a short week. So maybe that's a good thing. Um, you know, so huge game, obviously. And how you finish regular season them, you know, um, makes a big deal. You know, they get one big today in their, you know, preseason week 11 game we've already played. So um, we're going to have to get back on track to play them because they're dangerous. There, was, there, were, there were reports that Ole Miss extended you or presented you with a, a new terms sort of contract, that kind of thing. Can you comment on that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that I never do talk about that stuff and I'm very happy here. 
not happy right now. That's nothing to do with being here and not having a doubt. I just really wanted to get to, you know, <clears throat> nine and two and get to 10 and two next week. So that's all I'm worried about. So very happy to be here. With very, very appreciative of leadership here and stuff they do to give us a chance to win. With the reports out there that you're Auburn's number one target, I know that's a lot of noise, but what does the future hold for you? What does the future hold for all of this? Yeah, fair question. Like I said, I, I love being here. Um, you know, I mean, I don't want to look to next year already with a game, regular season game, but this is not one of those years where you say, oh, we're going to lose all these guys. There's a lot of people coming back and a lot of new guys offensively, especially. So very excited about the future. Um, so I don't know all that stuff out there. Number one and stuff. Maybe they maybe they watch the first half and would be number one anymore. So does he stay or go? I do not know, Ben. And I, I, I honestly don't. If I, if I, if I had a strong opinion either way, I would tell you. But I've got a pretty good idea of what's in that contract Ole Miss put together for him. And it's unbelievable. Um, also have a pretty good idea that Auburn could top that and sweeten the deal a little bit and uh, sell him on long-term sustainable NIL dollars. So I, I, I just don't know. I don't know where his heart is. You know, if I were the head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, it, it'd be over. I mean, yeah, I'll take 10 million a year and stay in Oxford and coach the rebels every year. I know where my heart is. I, you know, that's, I guess the best way I could say it. It's been franchise player, a site crossover podcast of the old Miss spirit on three and inside the rebels, two, four, seven. I've been Garrett at spirit, been on Twitter. He's David Johnson at rebels, two, four, seven. Thank you. My friend we will be back on Tuesday instead of Monday, Tuesday for overreaction Tuesday. Thank you, buddy. We'll do it again. Howdy, toddy, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.